We got Friday, people. We got Friday, and uh, we're going to do some philosophy slash apologetics, actually. Um, stay tuned. Okay, apologetics um, in the subset of Philosophy Friday. And um, I couldn't help myself. I'm reading through um, a book written by James White, one of my favorite apologists, and many out there will know him. And um, this dude, as we all know, is an absolute gangster. Um, he just, he's just taken Islam on so big time. I'm written, uh, writing a book, uh, not writing a book, I wish. <laughs> I'm uh, reading a book that James White has written. And it's called What Every Christian Needs to Know About the Quran. And um, so it's um, I've been it's been on my reading queue forever. It's just sort of, you know, it's it's truly something I, I've wanted to just, you know, I know the ins and outs and the basics, but I just uh, knowing James White and knowing he's done so much uh, digging, um, I just have been very keen to see what he uh, has found. And uh, he has. I mean, you know, when he's going to get into something, it's just he goes all the way. I think he actually uh, learned Arabic and uh, so that he could read and refute the Quran in its original language. You know, this is after having nailed Greek and Hebrew and all that. So bless him, you know, <laughs> thank goodness for guys like this. Um, but anyways, he's, uh, he, man, he just, from page one, it's just been riveting. I can't recommend this book highly enough. It's absolutely epic. I've read a few books on, on Islam now. And um, they're okay, you know, they just sort of, they, they tend to start repeating themselves. They maybe give one or two little historical insights that you didn't know before. Maybe maybe a doctrinal nuance and just sort of major on the culture and, and maybe the more popular questions surrounding Islam. But um, but yeah, I mean, James White just cuts to the chase and, and um, I'm not going to have time to work through the whole book, although I might, I might come back to this. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But um, one thing I did want to just mention, which... I think is mind-blowing. In fact, I think he has truly disproved uh, the religion of Islam and its legitimacy, uh, quite frighteningly so. And I'll give you a little rough uh, version of it, um, just so that if you're interested, you can go check it out, or, or at least just know about this. Um, <clears throat> but there is, uh, you know, the Islam thing is, is all about uh, the monotheistic idea of God, and that's pretty much why they would reject Christianity because you know they believe in one God, and and uh, you know how can there be a Trinity? And they just hate the idea of a Trinity, let alone that Jesus was uh, in any way God. They of course believe that Jesus was a prophet, and I won't go into all the the song and da dance there. But um, the the thing that James White does is he, you know, he really opens the box. I think I've never seen anyone do this before. Um, but he basically comes along and he says, listen, um, all right, let's, let's start with the presuppositions or, or the um, assumptions that the uh, Muslim is bringing to the table surrounding what is claimed about the Quran. And um, what you have is essentially not an inspired book. Um, often we would make the relationship between the Quran and the Bible. 
But in fact, um, that's probably not the best relationship. You see, the way the uh, Islamic people are thinking about this is is the Quran is more like Jesus to us as Christians. Um, in fact, they claim that the Quran not only was is the perfect word of God, but it's the eternal, uncreated word of God. So really, it's everything that we would say about Jesus, which... You know, it's kind of interesting in the bibliolatry thing. Um, often we talk about, um, you know, creating a fourth member of the Trinity in the Bible. Um, and, um, and and we've got to try and avoid that. But it's interesting that, you know, in Islam, they've kind of done that uh, as a, just a little subset point, which kind of refutes their whole thing anyway. But uh, leaving that aside, let me not get too derailed here. Um, the big thing is that they very highly esteem, of course, the Quran is the finality of all revelation, much as we would with Jesus himself. And, uh, and of course, the, the, the issue of inspiration is different to the way we would view inspiration in, in the text of Scripture. Uh, we don't think that, you know, um, the Apostle Paul, for example, got zapped, you know, and just eyes starts rolling back and he just, you know, like a like a Led Zeppelin album, you know, he just starts crafting that sucker out without even knowing what's going on. No, I mean, we know that God is inspiring him. Uh, it's a God-breathed thing uh, and working in and through the personality of the individual writers and uh, in the culture of the day and all that sort of thing. So uh, we very much see the place of, of man uh, in in uh, the text and um, that's not how they view the writing of the Quran through the prophet, the so-called prophet Muhammad. Um they um, they see him more as just really, I think you know, just they call it the mechanical view. But it it's, it was not only dictated, but it almost sounds like he was possessed as he's writing this whole thing. And um, and the, and the whole idea then is supposed to be that what you have written is a copy of what is in heaven and eternal, and um, and you know, perfect in every way, shape, and form. And obviously not beyond inspired and inerrant. It's it's you know it's it's almost like again what we would say about Jesus himself. Um, and so there's that right now. He starts. He says, "All right, let's start with that. Then let's let's just work on that premise, and um, let's see. You know, it it which should be reasonable if this is the eternal word of Allah, as is claimed just over and over again uh, in the Islamic text." In the Quran, um, just you know how how it's flawless and perfect wisdom of God made known, and all this sort of thing, and um, and he says, well, you know, if that's correct, then surely the refutation that it brings to Jews and Christians, and it does. I mean, it, it doesn't use the word Trinity actually, but it talks about the threeness of of the Christian belief and that sort of thing. And um, if that's if that's if God is you know, if if uh, their God, if Allah is is who He claims to be, and this word is what it claims to be, then it's really a reasonable assumption that He should be able to correctly identify the Christian viewpoint. And uh, you know, we're not even asking big things; it's just just a basic sort of understanding of the Trinity, so that you are refuting the correct viewpoint that you're identifying with Christians. And therein lies the problem, because you go through the text of the Quran. I mean. You really don't need James White to see this. I mean, yeah, he sparked it off me, but I'm like, wow. I think what happens in my reading of the Quran before, I've just been like, it gets so weird and so like jerky and stop starty and it's just a really terrible, it's a difficult read. It's a, it's just all over the place, really. It's very different to the Bible in that um, it's almost like you're reading Proverbs, except they're not very sensical. And, you know, and you're just getting these, um, these, these, you know, just one after the other, and you just sort of zone out, I think. 
And so what James I did is, you know, we get to the part where that, you know, uh, the Quran's dissing the Trinity and he's like, don't zone out, check this out. Um, the Quran identifies the Trinity uh, as the father, um, wait for it, as Mary and Jesus. <laughs> it seems like too crazy to be true, but there it is in the text. So according to Allah, the, the Christian belief in the Trinity is the father, the, the, the Virgin Mary, not the Holy Spirit, the Virgin Mary and the Son. And of course, the idea there is that Allah had a son. You know, the, the Christians claim that Allah had a son through Mary. And, you know, there was this conjugal relationship. And and this, you know, it's just totally whack. It's totally different from... So he's going, listen, that's refutation. I mean, we just know that to be false. We just know it. There's no time in the Christian church ever that that has ever been uh, a representation of the doctrine of Trinity. Even if, it's, I mean, let's be honest, the, the, the church has gone through some pretty bad phases but that that has never happened uh this even in all the the mary veneration and all that sort of thing it's never no no roman catholic church has ever put mary in the place of the holy spirit in the trinity that seems to be the one thing that sort of remains secure if anything and um and so wow that's a problem you know uh uh, it's made an error. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any other way to say it. It's an errant manuscript in that sense. I mean, we just, it's not even that you have to believe in Christianity to see that. You just have to read the Quran and see that it made a mistake about what's true about Christianity. And then he, you know, while we can't, and James White admits, uh, James White admits this, but he, 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 we can't know for sure what Muhammad was thinking if it's, if it wasn't Allah, you know, with this perfect truth, and it was Muhammad, and uh, you know he's going into the mountain, getting these revelations and that sort of thing. And uh, and we've, if we if we simply consider without without trying to push anything too far, you simply consider the exposure to Christianity that he would have had. Um, you see something interesting. In fact, I'm going to read this to you from James White's book. Just opening it up, he says. Um, uh, man, and this is, I'm reading it on Kindle, so Kindle location uh, 1129, if you uh, have that, if that matters to you. Uh, he says, the Muslim who insists on divorcing the Quran from its historical context, as Islamic orthodoxy demands, at least as to its author's knowledge and input, cannot even enter into the inquiry, but a suggestion that seems historically relevant and consistent with the context of Muhammad's life would focus on his own experience as an outsider to the Christian faith. He would have had some exposure, we know, right, um, to Christianity in his travels via caravan into Syria. And of course, um, I'm jumping over his whole big, um, you know, he's, he's broken all of this down already and shown exactly what we know about Muhammad historically, which is not much, and, and not much can be actually positively ascertained. It's, it's quite interesting on its own. But um, he says, again, we ask what, would a teenage boy have seen as he ventured to look into a Christian church or listened to conversation uh, conversations among Christians, thinking about Muhammad during this time at this point in history uh, and in this place. Inside a small church in a Syrian village, he would have seen uh, a statuary, possibly God represented as creating all things. He would have seen the crucifix to be sure. The common artistic representation of the Holy Spirit was a dove 
which would not in and of itself suggest to a young man from Mecca a divine figure. But what else? A woman. A woman in various exalted poses. A woman holding the baby Jesus. He would have seen and heard much about Mary, for the slow and unbiblical process of Mary's exaltation had begun centuries before Muhammad's birth. So in light of the religious experience that was his in Mecca's polytheistic context, would it not be easy for him to interpret what he saw in the light of Allah, Mary, and their child, Jesus? This is not, oh, sorry, this is um, not a possible answer for the believing Muslim, but it surely would explain why the Quran seems to impute to Christians a view of God that we have never held. There we go. And what, you see what he's saying? Um, you know, we can't say this for sure, but I mean, wow, that would seem to really explain how an erroneous view of the Trinity had come about. You wouldn't, you wouldn't just know that the, the dove was the Holy Spirit. It wouldn't have been obvious. But um, uh, uh, one could be forgiven for, you know, the church at this point, uh, through its figures and um, its, its exaltation of Mary and whatnot, uh, you would be forgiven at first for thinking this way, as, as James White says, as someone coming from a polytheistic context and making the, these assumptions. But it is a fatal assumption. And if it's, you know, if it's true that this is the way that, it, and I don't see how it could be any other way, you know, the only other alternative is that Allah himself has given the wrong revelation and just kind of totally misunderstood Trinitarian orthodoxy, which at very minimum, you know, questions the omniscience, but really it goes a lot further than that, doesn't it? So there's just a little tidbit for you. I mean, wow, we, isn't that amazing? Uh, James White, come on, you know, that guy. Uh, is just very very good, and you know that's there's more there's more in that book. Uh, that's just a very small point, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I think what I'm going to do is just just ask uh, uh, next time I speak to a Muslim guy or girl, I'm just going to be like, listen, I, you know, what the reality is, everyone's going to ask themselves these critical questions. You know, we're staking a lot. No one, God wouldn't call us to believe despite the facts. Kind of like the Book of Mormon, you know, when they found out that Joseph Smith was a fraud with the Egyptology thing. Uh, you know, he was making it look like he was he was uh, translating these Egyptian scrolls um, until we got the Rosetta Stone and could figure out how to read hieroglyphics. And then we busted him because turns out, you know, he was just writing a whole lot of gibberish. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like, look, you can make it work for a time and, you know, people can blindly follow you, but, you know, there are these hard points that come every now and again that really just truly expose, um, what's, what's going on there. And, um, and again, I think it's a strong testimony to the Christian faith. There is nothing like that for the Christian, despite what atheists would say and rant about, they have got nothing. Um, and, you know, I would just honestly put out, N.T. writes, um, uh, resurrection of, of the Son of God. I mean, wow, it's just a phenomenal treatment of the subject. Leaves no stone unturned as a premium historian. I mean, you just you just realize how strong the ground of Christianity is from so many different perspectives. But um, there's something for you on Philosophy Friday, so put that in the in the memory bank, and hopefully it comes in uh, useful. And check out James White's book. Um, that's enough for today. Bless you guys. Uh, see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.